17 verse 9, I pray for them. I pray for the disciples. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me. God has given us to the, to the Lord. And so he said he's praying for us. Okay, And Jesus prayed with confidence. He didn't pray staggering. He didn't pray with doubt, but it was with confidence. And you can be sure, when Jesus prays, God surely answers. Amen. I'm expecting answer from you this morning. God surely answers. Hallelujah. Maybe when we pray, you may not feel that God will answer your prayer. <laughs> but be sure, He will answer all who cry to Him. Yeah? So Jesus prayed according to God's will. God will answer. And Jesus knew when He prayed this prayer that when He is gone, when He has resurrected and gone home to be with the Father, the church of Jesus, you and I, the believers, will continue to take the gospel of Jesus, will continue to run with the message of His salvation and His saving grace to the ends of the world. Hallelujah. And that is the confidence Jesus has in you and I, the church of today. 2,000 years and running, the church is alive and well. Praise the Lord. Because Jesus trusts His church. Friends, you and I, the church is not just a building, but it is the people we have mentioned again and again. Families, young people, elderly people, men and women, irrespective of our colour or the race of our, or the colour of our skin. We are the people that God has chosen to bear the message of Jesus. His good news. Amen? Are we ready, church, to take this gospel? Firstly, what has Jesus, what does Jesus want the church to have? Okay, firstly, the sense of His glory. The sense of the glory of God. Uh, verse 22, John 17, 22, Jesus prayed, I have given them the glory that you gave me. God gave the glory to Jesus. Jesus says, now I give my glory to my believers, to the people that you have given to me. We are the people that God has given to Jesus. And Jesus says, I give them my glory. So the word glory is taken from the Greek word doza, D-O-X-A, meaning the splendor, the power, and the radiance of God. Friends, we may not sense it, you may not feel it, but I want you to know that because you belong to Jesus and you're a child of God, His glory is imparted to us, to you and I. This power, this splendor, and this radiance of God. And when you come to God, you can actually, in a tangible way, like this morning, when we worship Him, if you have given your all to worship God, you can sense His presence in your heart and in your spirit. Can I hear an amen? If you have not, I challenge you, every time you worship, open your heart, because God is looking for worshipers who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. And when you do that, you open your heart to worship God. Focus on Him and Him alone. He will surely grant you His presence. And that is His glory. In the Old Testament, there was this man that dared to ask God, show me your glory. And you know the story taken from Exodus 33. We know that this man is Moses. God chose him to deliver his children of Israel of Egypt. But then he said, God, I want to see your glory. And God says, nobody can see my glory and live, right? You know the story. Hmm? So God says, I will give, show you my glory, all right? The glory of God. He said, I will cause my goodness to pass before you, in front of you, and I will proclaim my name. 
the Lord in my presence. Okay? I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Alright? The name of the Lord is the glory of God. His very presence, His very character, His very compassion, His very abounding grace, that is, that is the glory of God. And when friends, we experience His glory, His goodness, His compassion, His mercy comes upon us. And you carry His glory out. You carry His glory into your homes, into your offices, into the marketplace, into the works that you do. Bring God's presence with you. Amen. So you are not going to leave God's glory here in this, in this house, in the sanctuary, and then you go home. No, you are going to take the presence of God with you. You are going to take the glory of God with you. The radiance, the power, and the splendor of God go with you. How can things go wrong in your life? I'm preaching a very positive message this morning because I believe in being positive. Hey, amen. It is true. Even though you may go through the most difficult, painful time in your life, my dear friends, if God's glory and presence, His character, His name is with you, you bear Him, He will carry you through. He will lift you up. Yeah? He will fill your heart with His very presence. Amen. So, what is our response? The title of my message this morning is Our Response to the Prayer of Jesus. So, what is your response to the prayer of Jesus? So Jesus says, I give my glory to, to, to all my believers. Our response is yes. Do you want to embrace the glory of God in your life? Yes? Right? So, your response should be, yes, Lord. I want to embrace your, your, your mercy. I want to embrace your compassion. I want to embrace you in my life. Hallelujah. And surely, when God comes into your life, He changes you. We have heard this message of change again and again. For months already, metamorphosis, changing from caterpillar to butterfly. Change is a difficult, painful process, but it will happen. It may not happen instantly, but it will happen. So wait for the change to come and God will change you a little at a time. You find that you are changed. Things that used to annoy you before, now doesn't seem to matter. Things that upset you before, now it's like, hey, sub, sub, sorry, what is that? Why was I upset at that? You know, because God by His Spirit is working in your life. Can you hear an amen? Yeah? So you embrace, alright? You embrace God, embrace His change. Dedicate to your life, your life to God once again. I, I strongly urge you, if you feel that you have gone away from God's glory, away from His presence, and you find that when you pray and His presence is not there with you, like the heavens are like brass above you, knock, knock, the door shall be opened. Seek, you shall find. Huh? Ask, it shall be given to you. Keep on seeking God. Keep on asking God. Keep on knocking doors and God will show up in your house. God will show up in your room, in your car, wherever you are crying out to Him. Amen? And His presence will fill you. Dedicate your life again to God once again. Lord, I am yours. Lord, I want to give my life to you again. Now, someone once said this, the church does not need more workers. Church needs more worshippers. You hear me? Church does not need more workers. Church needs more worshippers. We need each and everyone to be a worshipper of the true and living God. So true worship, my dear friends, is really incredible. Church is a place of power. When we gather together, 
to worship our God in one accord. Hallelujah. Second point, follow the word. What's your response to the prayer of Jesus? Obey the word. Very simple. We teach our Sunday school children, read the Bible, pray every day, and you will grow. Forget the Bible, forget to pray, and you will shrink. I wish I could shrink a little bit. <laughs> Physically, but no, no, we are talking about spiritual growth and spiritual shrinking, okay? So, follow the word. Huh? John 17, verse 8, Jesus says, I gave them the words that you gave me and they accepted them. Accept the word that comes to you from the pulpit. Accept the words, that God's word, when you read his word and you, you do your devotions, you know, Bible study time, read the word every day. And obey His word. Simple as that. Alright? Because His word is eternal. His word gives us life. His word brings us hope. His word inspires us and motivates us. Even if you just read a verse, you apply it to your life. You know? Even the verse that says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice from Philippians. Even that scripture, you can feel when you read and you, you meditate on it, you can feel that God is lifting you up. And He will place His joy within you. You will look at your problem and think, this is nothing. I can overcome this. The joy of the Lord will be my strength. Amen? This is the way you apply God's Word. When you read His Word, you apply it to your life. Okay? So, the Word of God. Study the Word. Obey the Word. Meditate on the Word. And during our, our leader seminar we had, it was such a fantastic time. Just last weekend, we went over one night. And uh, we had like 47 or 46 of us. It was so good. So such a short but very poignant time for us. It was appointed unto us. It was God met with us in a very, very wonderful way. And we had great fellowship and great training. Hallelujah. So we studied the word and we were taught that we need to also meditate on God's word. Think about God's word. Let God's word be digested into our system so that we can be effective witnesses for the Lord. Can I hear amen? Yes, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 8. When you shall, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be my witnesses. That's true. But we also need God's word so that we can share it when the time, opportune time comes. Amen. So cling to God's word and cling to his promises. Now, I remember before we, we build this church, I go back in history for a while. Before we built this church, before this church existed, this was just swamp area. It was in the back, back I want to say back side of Sha'alam. It was in the backyard of Sha'alam and nobody wanted it. Putra Heights was nothing, just oil palm estate. Okay, for those who stay in Putra Heights, those times. Uh, we were meeting in our shop lot in Alamega, our present office. And we had a prayer meeting there. And that night when we prayed, of course, we are, we are applying for land and we are, we are praying that the government will give us a piece of land, you know. But for many, many years, we've been praying and applying, praying and applying. And for that particular night, okay, I remember in the prayer meeting, pastor was praying and, and the Lord deposited the scripture into his spirit. It says, tarry ye in the city, Acts 1.8. Tarry ye in the city until you be endured with power from on high. Tarry, wait, wait in the city. So that was a confirmation to pastor. Very strong in his spirit. God says, wait in the city. Wait until you receive power from on high. 
And so we, we claimed the word of God. We waited in the city. We still persevere. Those of you pioneers with us, you remember, we were just praying and praying. Two weeks later from the prayer meeting, two weeks later, Sha'alam was declared a city. Can you believe it? You're not excited, huh? Two weeks later. Okay, I got the date down. Let me see. 10th of October, 2000. 10th of October, 2000, Sha'alam was declared a city. At that time, Sha'alam didn't have hospital, no bus station, no cinema, nothing, you know. Nothing that can be considered a city. But it was declared a city. Hallelujah! God is great! So that is the promise of God to us and we held on to the hope that God has given us. And then within a few years, within a couple of years, maybe five years down the road, you know, God raised up the people. God gave us the finances. God gave us this land. And we got the permission to build. Within two years, we have to build this building. And we had to look for 1.5 million ringgit at that time. We were very poor, didn't have the money. But God supplied. Hallelujah. God supplied through His children. The people gave and sacrificed. Even people, the Gentiles, people who do not know us also. I remember even somebody had connection with uh, Bread Factory. Somebody had connection with uh, abattoirs, those killing pigs, you know. They gave, they contributed money to the church for building the house of God, inshallah. Amen. Come on, give God glory. This is a testimony that when we obey the word of God, God shows up. He will honour. He will honour. He will honour you. He will honour me. He will honour our family and our lives. Praise Him. Word of God tells us, Isaiah 55 verse 11, it is the same with my word that I sent out, God says, it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want to and it will prosper wherever I send it. God's word will prosper wherever He sends it. So believe in the word of God. When God gives you a promise, God gives you the word, stick to it. Claim it. Amen? Activate it in your life. Hallelujah. God will use you and bless you. Maybe not in your lifetime, you may not even see the promise of God. It's okay. Hold on to it. Because in generations to come, the others will experience the blessing of God. The others will experience the, the promises answered. Hallelujah. Amen. Huh? So friends, let us hold on. Thirdly, the prayer of Jesus is for His church to be united. United in the love of God. Our response is, we want to be united in, the, in God's love. John 17, 11. Holy Father, this is the prayer of Jesus, protect them by the power of your name. Name above all names. The power of your name. What is the, the Lord's name? His name is mighty. His name is majestic. His name is Emmanuel. God with us. His name is Jesus, our Savior. Hallelujah. Name above all names. He said, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name so that they may be one, even as we are one. God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. God wants us, church, to be one. Not as an organization, not just as a church family, but to be one in spirit, to be one in vision, to be one in hope, to be one spiritually. Amen? Not not uniformity, not all of us dress the same, walk the same, talk the same way, like Pastor Stephen preached uh, last week. You know, not, not that conformity, but not uniformity, but God wants us to be united. 
Huh? We must have a united front. So lay aside our differences, friends, my dear brothers and sisters. We lay aside things that so easily upset us. This not done right. That's not done right. You should be here. You should be that. That's, that's not important. What is important is we want to make Jesus king. That's why we are here. We want to worship our God and we want to declare His name over, over our lives, over our church and over our city. Hallelujah. We want to make Jesus king and Lord of all. Amen? So that's why, friends, we need to lay aside our differences. Okay? Lay aside disunity, um, divisions and strifes. How do all this come about? How do envy, strife, divisions, um, offenses, how does it come? Talking about offenses, some people say, oh, I don't want to attend this church anymore. I want to go to somewhere else where people do not recognize me. I can just attend and go home. I can be anonymous. Friends, there's no anonymity in the kingdom of God. You cannot be anonymous. You have an identity. You are the child of, a living, of the living God. Can I hear amen? You must live lives that are accountable and responsible. Be accountable to your pastor. Be accountable to your leaders. Be accountable to the church. Be accountable to God. No and being anonymous. No such thing. <laughs> I'm not scolding you, eh? sorry. Eh? This morning. <laughs> Just loving you. Telling you the right way. Building the foundation of the church. Building our faith up, friends. So that we will not be like lalang, blown by the wind. Huh? The wind blow this way, we go this direction. Uh, the wind blow that direction, we go that direction. We look here and we look there. We don't know where we are headed, like a chicken that has been beheaded, we are running in every direction. That's not the life God wants us to live. Can I hear amen? God wants us to be steadfast, to be strong, hmm? to be confident. Amen? To know where we are headed. So unity, and this unity is already given to us as Jesus prayed. This unity that He prayed for is already given to us. It's a continuous work of the Holy Spirit. God is working continuously in us to bring about the unity of the church. Hallelujah. Turn to your brother and your sister and your right and your left say, I thank God you are in, you are sitting next to me. <laughs> I thank God you are here. Get to know them. If you don't know their name, better ask what's your name. <laughs> well, we must learn to know one another. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, we need to forgive one another. Huh? If there are offences and hurts, if we have offended you anyway, please forgive us. If we have said things that are wrong and out of order, please forgive us. Huh? Because what we want is to grow together as a church. Can you hear amen? Huh? We love one another. You love us? Do you love me? Yes, I love you too. Hallelujah. So the love of God. God so loved the world. We know this scripture. He gave His only begotten Son, whosoever believe in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. So if you are here this morning, you don't know the Lord yet, believe in Him. All you have to do is say, Lord, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died for my sins. I want to embrace you as my Lord and Savior. That's it. You can experience His love in your life. The love of God is amazing. The thing that changed me when I first became a Christian was the love of God. So tangible, so powerful. Something that I cannot do within me. He changed me. He changed my heart. He changed my attitude. He changed my, my lifestyle. He changed the way I look at things. 
I just felt this love of God that I want to go around hugging everyone. I never hug one. You know, Chinese people, we grow up, but we don't hug one. We don't even shake hand. We, hello, hello. We, we don't. We, hug means are very difficult. But when the Holy when I became a Christian, I just felt this love in me bubbling inside. I just want to hug everybody. I just want to be friends. Because I'm already, Pastor will tell you, I'm an extrovert person. I, 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 I make friends easily. But when the Holy Spirit come on me, I become even more. <laughs> even more friendly, more joyful, you know. Maybe 10 times more. Hallelujah. And I, I, I really enjoy. So I knew after two weeks of praying, Jesus, if you are God, you show me. If you are really God as the preacher preached, show me. After two weeks, I just thought to myself, I begin to contemplate and think. You know, I, do you do that? Do you contemplate and think over things? You must do it, okay? Yeah, you must think over. So before I went to bed, I think over what happened in my life, the prayer that I prayed two weeks back. Hey, something is different in my life. I really feel happy and joyful. So Jesus must be real. Jesus must be real. So I pray that you also will experience His love. Hallelujah. Amen. His love is a big factor in our lives. Huh? And it's a binding factor in our lives. Okay, so Jesus prayed for all his believers to be unified through love. Love one another. Love your brothers, love your sisters, love your family. Spirit-filled Christians, love one another. Hmm? Love one another, alright? Don't say I cannot. You must, we must try and God can help us, okay? We, together as a church, we can shake the gates of hell. We can do great things for God and we can become a powerful church by having the love of Christ in our lives. Amen. Are you ready for some loving this morning? Yeah. Last time when we were uh, growing up, during the charismatic time, I think some of you also were in the era, we used to sing the Lord, uh, this song, I love you with the love of the Lord. I love you with the love of the Lord. For I see in you, the glory of my King. Yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. Such a beautiful song. And we used to sing around. We used to sing like a... a sit, those days, la, we sit in a circle or we go around, we shake hands one another. Then we, we look at each other. We don't know each other. We look at each other, then we will sing. I love you with the love of the Lord. I love you with the love of the Lord. I can see in you the glory of my King. Yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. So, I mean, it's, it's really wonderful. You know, you begin to uh, put aside your differences, you put aside your limitation, your shyness, and you go around, you know, just, just loving each other in the name of the Lord. Wonderful. Huh? I'm not saying that you do that now, okay? <laughs> mm. For... The fourth point is to go forth in the mission of God. Go forth in the mission of God. John 17, verses 17 to 18. Jesus prayed this. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. God's word is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. So go forth. Go forth in the mission of God. This is always the plan of God that we must go out and win souls. Go out and win that person for the Lord. Your friend, your neighbor, your, your enemy, your colleague. 
mother-in-law, father-in-law, brother-in-law, everyone, uncles, aunts, nieces, nephews, go get them for the Lord. Hallelujah. Go forth in the mission of God. Okay? Just as Jesus, Jesus asked God to sanctify us, church, set us apart for Himself. You and I, we are set apart to do God's will. You may not, you don't need to go full-time. Doesn't mean uh, you go to, for mission, you do God's work means you must give up and go full-time ministry. No. You can be, it, like my son said, in a marketplace. Marketplace meaning in your offices, in your factories, in your warehouses, in your colleges, in your schools. In a, wherever God pays you, in your walk, among your walking khaki, in the morning you go walking and you exercise. Now we have cycling team, right? You be a witness for the Lord wherever you are, wherever you go. That's your mission for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So set apart and equip for a special mission to bring the good news to the poor, to preach the gospel. Give yourself to evangelism, personal evangelism, friendship evangelism, evangelism through being friends with one another. Okay? Hallelujah. So again, Acts 1 verse 8 says, You shall be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Holy Spirit will empower you to be a witness for Christ. Amen. Are we, do we have witnesses here this morning? Do we have people who are willing to do evangelism this morning? Come on. Are you willing to gossip about Jesus this morning? Anyone here? No? Yes. Let's do that. And of course, missions. From our church, we have sent out teams to go into mission field. And you have supported missions in Punjab, in Myanmar, in Vietnam. We thank you, Sri Lanka. We thank you for your giving and for your support towards missions. And we have taken teams out and using uh, your money and finances to reach out to people all around us. Hallelujah. God is great. Amen. So let us continue. Continue to do that in every program that we have. Every program, whether it's Sunday school, uh, uh, youth ministry, ladies fellowship, okay, men's fellowship, whatever ministry we have. Friends, we can use it as evangelists. Even impact programs, we can use it as tools of evangelism for the Lord. And we have seen souls coming to the Lord. Families come to the Lord. Like Brother Go and family. Yeah, they were one to the Lord. They came to, to our church through our, uh, one of our outreach programs, um, Your Decision, Your Destiny. It was big play that we had, big drama that we had in Subang Jaya, in the, in the yeah, Holiday Villa. Hall. We rented the hall for 10000 a night. <laughs> and we did two nights there. Huh, friends, we invested and uh, we acted. I mean, many of uh, some people have already left us. They are not with us anymore, but they took part in the, in the play and uh, their family came to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God and more and more. Pauline also, Pauline also, Pauline and Kong Sing also came through that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And some of you, through our Christmas dinners, when we had Christmas dinner, we invited you. And you came to the Lord <laughs> through our Christmas dinner events. So friends, we can use any strategy just to bring the loss to Jesus. We, we will plan the events. We have the core team. They are really going to plan the events. End of this year, we are going to plan a good Christmas dinner, right? And by faith, we are going to sell 30 tables. We must get 30 tables, okay, before we get the hall for free. So we must, we must, and you can do it. Bring your friends, hijack them, buy the table for them, and bring them on. 
Hallelujah, that they may also experience the love of God in their lives. Is it good? Is it good? Cheer me on, okay? Encourage me this morning. Hallelujah. Lastly, not the least, is to experience the joy of the Lord. All this and more, when we serve God, Jesus says, John 17, verse 13, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Jesus' joy, He wants to give it to us. That's His prayer. And surely God answers that prayer. His joy is in our lives. Amen. So experience, embrace, okay, the joy of the Lord. When we, when we obey God and we want to do the things for God and do His work, friends, you will be thrilled. I want the worship team also to come up. Yeah? You will be thrilled. When you obey, God's joy will fill your hearts. For sure, for sure, His joy will be there because He's a God of joy. That's His character. Hmm? Amen. Hmm? So I pray that each one of us will be filled with His joy. There's, there is this missionary. His name is Adoniram Judson. He is the one who brought the gospel to Myanmar in the 1800s. Alright, I just close with this. You know, he didn't know the language. He didn't know how to speak Burmese. But when he went there, he met a businessman. You know what he did? Because God's joy and love was within him. He just embraced the man. Today we say, I hear that one. No. To the pure, all things are pure. He embraced the man and he loved the man. This man, when he went back home to his family, you know what he said? I met this man. His face shone. His face shone. He's like an angel. Bright. And from that time onwards, the gospel, the, the church, the people opened to him. He won hundreds, hundreds of Karen's tribes to the Lord. God used him to learn the Burmese language. He translated the Bible into Burmese language. He even did the, the Christian dictionary in Burmese. God used him. You think that his life was easy? No, he had a tough time. His wife died through sicknesses. He, I think, married three times. He went through much pain. He was even put in jail because they thought he was a British spy. You know? But still, he carried on serving God joyfully. The Burmese called him Mr. Glory Face. His nickname, Mr. Glory Face, because his face shone with the glory of God, with the splendor of God, with the radiance of God the goodness of God, the compassion of God. Hallelujah. Shall we arise this morning as we close?